Hey, Fifth Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What's going on, everyone? And welcome into another edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And my God, if our pre-show conversation is any indicator about how much of a hot mess this episode is going to be, then you all are in for one hell of a treat, <laughs> whenever you're listening. Uh, but welcome on in, folks. We're, we're back. Thanks for bearing with us this week. Um, not a great week, I don't think, for either Laura or myself, although I think Laura might have been a little bit kind on socials to take a little bit of the ownership of the mental health uh, for herself as well, but uh, I was not in a great place when we normally record on Monday, and so uh, we did what we do best, and that's uh, advocated for our mental health and practiced it with each other. And so we did not record on Monday, but we are here now in a better headspace. We're never a ten out of ten on a headspace, right? No. Am I right for that? Yeah. I never, like, n- never a ten out of ten. I'm like thinking like maybe in the '90s, but like now, like definitely not really like happening for me at least. But we appreciate y'all for being with us, and uh, we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about, but just wanted to say that first before we get too deep into the show. Yeah, it's a, uh, um, I also, I, I don't, I, I wasn't being generous. I think I was just being kind to you and not letting you know what state I was in. Um, I love that. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, that's just what best friends do. They hide their mental unwellness um, from the other one so that the other one can be um, the center of attention in the relationship. That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's like how it's supposed to go. <laughs> I mean, probably not, but you know, it happens. Uh, no, I was just, when you were saying that and yes, again, thank you to everyone who's been very flexible, but <laughs> When you were doing the intro, I looked up at the top of the screen where it says, obviously, our name and um, what episode number it was. It is, and I had a flashback to like our first fifty episodes or whatever, where I used to say what episode it was yeah. and what game it was. Yeah, that was back when we were still in our manic era, where we were like recording after every every game. Well, and I, the reason I was thinking about it is because I was like, oh, my God, I would have to say, and this is episode 168, Blue Jackets against the San Jose Sharks, the LA Kings, I know. the Vegas Golden Knights, and the Washington Capitals, because that's how many games it's been since we last recorded. <laughs> yeah, and, and if that doesn't sound correct to you all, it's probably because you correctly repressed the first three games that Laura said, uh, and maybe maybe you have some feelings about the fourth game that Laura mentioned. But yeah, that what a what a riot that would have been. There are little things that I feel like we did at the beginning that we don't do now. Really, that's the biggest example. But I'm sure there are others that it's just it would be funny to go back. I haven't listened to like our episode one in like a really really long time. So, um, I think the last time we listened to it together, I don't remember where we were, but I think we listen to it in the car or something. Um, Cause I, I remember just having, being like so stressed and having to remember what episode number we were on and like yeah, saying and, it over and over and over in my head. And listen, 
it is one of those things where like it is almost impossible to make it through a whole season without fucking that up once or twice. And I'm glad that we don't do that anymore because you would be so mean to yourself every time. We, like, yeah, we'd also be on like episode 462 at this point <laughs> if we were still. Yeah, you want to talk if about we were still unwell. doing that. Yeah, you want to talk about mentally unwell? That would be us now. Could you imagine if we were doing that, especially this season when some of these games have been just dog shit? Could you imagine like getting on this on this mic and talking about that game against Vegas on Sunday if like we were still doing that? It's just our only form of content. Is that, just was that, one. that was the whole episode. The whole episode was we would do that, and even if they if even if they blew, we would still do. I feel like we still did three stars, didn't we? I feel like no matter what, we were like doing that. No, I think we always had the only if it was a win. Did we? Situation. Because, I mean, who likes to give praise when they're terrible? Which is, you know, again, an example. It's, again, an example of, like, when we're having bad mental health days, like, the idea of talking about bad hockey was just, like, not ideal. Um, But, you know... I'm actually going to steal part of what you normally say and ask you how how you're doing. Oh, uh, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> I have to think about what I'm going to steal from you later. It's not going to be the outro. I can't do that again. Um, I like will not be in the headspace for that by the end of the episode. But I'm not bad. I This week has been a journey. Um, I don't know if anybody can like super relate to this, but it's like that idea of like, sometimes you have to like do a lot of work and sacrifice a lot of things because you're trying to get something that will like ultimately make your life less stressful in the future. But that's where I'm at. Like where I'm, I'm hiring a coordinator, uh, to work with me at my work. And so it is like a lot of work, making sure that that's all put together and like doing the interviews and things like that. But it has been really good, like knowing and looking to the future of like, oh wow, like there's light at the end of this tunnel, which my therapist tells me I have to stop doing because there will always be the tunnel will always keep going if I keep doing that. But um, but no, that feels good. And I had a challenging day at work. Like when if you listen to this episode and you like work in education in any way, shape, or form, like you know that sometimes the people that you're educating can sometimes drive you up a wall. And that maybe was a little bit of my yesterday, but I think I rebounded a little bit today and, and the most important thing that's influencing my well-being right now is that I got an emotional support water bottle, which I never understood the concept of until I got this water bottle. <laughs> and I swear we're not sponsored by this company, but if you don't have an Owala water bottle, what are you doing? This is the best thing that I have ever purchased. This is the best $27.99 I have spent in my life. Are ever. you not going to show it to the people? I mean, I don't know if I'll clip this, but I will show it just for the for the sake of it. Yes, it's like the two. It's got like a a sip That's lid cool. or a sip straw, and um, I almost I always want to say guzzler, and that's not right. <laughs> but like uh, a spout, a spout that is larger, and it like doesn't spill if you go to use the spout and not the straw. And it's just so good. And the straw is like so ergonomically correct for me. Like, I don't know if everybody else's lips are like this, but mine are. And this <laughs> works a lot for me. And it's just like also kind of chic. So I'm kind of into it. But I also found out today that they also make cups that like resemble the Stanley cups. And I'm like, what's the point? Like, I don't know if I would want that. Like, I don't know if I like. So if you have a cup of it, let me know. I don't I love I mean, obviously, like I'm basic. I'm a basic enough bitch to like want to be a stanley girl 
But like, I don't love water bottles that have handles on the side like that. And like the straw. I feel like you would not be a fan of like the, the way the straw situation is on a Stanley Cup. Yeah. No, I don't love that. I much prefer my camelbacks that have like just the spout. I am will never be I, I will always be reminded of the situation of when I flew from Chicago back to Columbus. And it's the only time I've been in a plane where like something scary happened and like the cabin didn't pressurize. And we had to like turn around, but like people around me, like their eardrums were bursting and shit, and people had nosebleeds and stuff. It was not a good time. And the woman who was sitting next to me, I am not like a look over the shoulder and read somebody's text message kind of person. Like I, that's like weird. But she had her like font on extra large and homegirl was like, I was in the middle seat because God forbid, like, but she was like texting and she goes, and I'm stuck between between the window and this sumo. And I said, damn. Um, and then the woman next to me, this is all within like five seconds of each other. It was a really overstimulating moment. The woman next to me had had a camel back, but like had the one where like you hit the button and like the lid flips open and it's like got the nozzle straw. We had to like almost bite it to drink from it. And the, like, she opened it. And then because of the pressure being fucked up in the plane, like, the water just, like, shot out of the bottle and, like, onto, like, where the, like, carry-on, like, overhead bins were. And all I could think to say, like, out loud, because I'm uncomfortable from being fat-shamed next to me, and this woman's water bottle just sprayed over the whole plane after we all thought we might die. All I could think to say was, science is amazing. Like, I literally said that out loud, so. (laughs) Anyway, how are you? (laughs) Um, that made me think about the one water bottle that I loved and cherished until I broke it, which is my Wonder Woman water bottle that I randomly found in a grocery store in Valparaiso, Indiana. And my niece, Hallie, loved the shit out of it when she was a toddler and then was so, no water bottle has impressed her since, since that, because it it had the poppy lid too. Right, right. I miss that thing. I have tried to find it again. They are on eBay, but they're expensive. So maybe we'll make that happen. Maybe we'll start like an Amazon wish list for the podcast <laughs> and you can put it on there for your niece. Well, it would be for me, and then she can be impressed that I found it again. Oh, and, right, right. Um, although she's seven now, she's probably not as impressed by water bottles. Um, I don't know, know. Here I, we are undisclosed ages being very impressed by water bottles. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that's true. That is, that is true. Um, oh, I'm okay. I'm a little bit better than last time we recorded when I cried, but not really. I think I'm just more in control of it right now. <laughs> Isn't that always the case though? Like not with you just specifically, but like with everybody, like it's like either like we're always at the same baseline. It's just how in control of it we are. Well, I think it was last time was because we had started talking about in our pre-show conversation, we had started talking about me being upset about stuff. And so that led into like me being upset on the show, which shout out to everyone who was like, I just want to give you a hug. I really appreciate that. Um, But no, like things are just work is good. I'm in the weird part of like being new in a job where like, the things that they have taught me so far, I'm, like, real good at. But, like, we're not ready to, like, teach me other things yet because they haven't occurred. And so, like, 
and the projects that I have to work on, like they don't really have like due dates. Mm. So I have a, a lot of You're like kind of a due date kind of bitch. Yeah, because it helps me stay focused because I don't have it that I'm like, oh, I could wait to do this. Um, so I have a lot of like free time when I'm at work, which I know I should be thankful, like blah, 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 blah. Um, so I had my one-on-one with my boss who I love and he brought up like, he was like, so how are things going? Like you're doing so well, blah, blah, blah. I, if you haven't noticed, I'm not great at taking compliments, um, especially in work situations. And, you know, I was like, I wouldn't consider myself busy. Like, I don't like feel really good with like what you guys have taught me so far, but like, I'm not right. busy. So like, if there are things that I can help with, like, let me help them, like, with them. And, um, you know, he's the first boss I've ever had that's been very cognizant of, like, sticking within the parameters of someone's job description. And, like, if you're not going to do that, then having the discussion of, like, either changing your position title or changing your compensation, like, he's really very aware of those circumstances and so like it really opened up for like some great conversation about how and my role is very new like I'm only the second person to be in it and the first person was only there for like six months so come on higher ed (laughs) so there's a lot of like potential in certain things um which is exciting but he definitely did green light me to help out my other colleague who's also my former supervisor from a different job um, with some of his stuff because he's just getting overwhelmed. So I spend a lot of my days reviewing videos of whether or not people cheated on their exams. So it's a great time. And sometimes I wish that we were not like bound by FERPA, which is like an act that protects educational <laughs> privacy and records from student for yes. students. Because I bet you have the wildest shit that you see in your job. Oh yeah, I've seen. I I mean, I've only been doing this for a couple of weeks, and like, there's been some crazy shit. Um, <laughs> I live for it. it. Even though people know very much so that they are being recorded. Um, but yeah, so. And I was annoyed yesterday, not annoyed, but like, I don't, I had issues with, yeah, you know this, I had issues with my mail over the summer. Oh my God, so I don't, y'all listen, she is <laughs> underplaying how she feels about it. <laughs> I cannot wait to move. Um, <laughs> and so I don't trust to have certain things sent to my house because I just don't trust that they're going to get here and, you know whatever it's and so adam, I, adam, it's giving adam and eve <laughs> oh god <laughs> i would never have that sent to my dad's house which is what i'm talking about oh yeah that's a fair point can you imagine um but no so i i take a i take some pretty expensive medications that have to be delivered to me in the mail and they also have to be refrigerated within like a certain amount of time. And so my dad texted me on Tuesday and was like, Hey, big box of meds just showed up again. And I was like, Oh 
okay, crap. And he doesn't like, I don't want to make him like feel like he has to store it for me until like the weekend or whatever. Cause it takes up a lot of space. Like Jeremy can attest to this. Like I'm honestly considering when I move getting a like dorm refrigerator just so I can store my fucking medication. Um, Cause I'm an old person and just a walking medical crisis. But so I was like, okay, well, I will just like drive up. My dad lives in Worcester. So it's like, you know, I was, <laughs> this is the longest story. I was at my office in Columbus. So I had to drive yesterday after work um, from my office to Worcester. And just like, I hate my commute to begin with, but just trying to get out of Columbus so that I could get up 71 to get to Worcester, I was like, I don't know how more people don't commit murder. Cause like, it just was so annoying. And I don't know how, when I became so scared of traffic, but like, that's my issue is like, my anxiety is so high when I'm in traffic that I just like, I can't handle it. So I had to drive up there. My parents weren't even home. They were at church. So I didn't even get to see my parents. I couldn't let the dog out because even though he was mad at me for not letting him out because it had started raining and I didn't want to drive in the dark and in the rain. So I literally had to grab the box, like throw it in my car and then drive all the way back again. So... I was annoyed. Well, good news. And then I got bad news last night, and so that made it worse. But I went to a great seminar today. So that that boosted it a little bit. And we're recording slash talking, which we haven't really had a lot of time to do this week because you've been so busy. Correct. I was going to say, this almost feels like, sorry to the listeners who like... (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was a really like someone's gonna be like will that bitch shut up about her like first world problems that she had to drive and go get her fucking medication like okay i have to say i don't know how first world it is that like medication can't just be sent to somebody's house for like not a ridiculous price and not for like a hassle so like um like i hear you but also let me challenge that um but no this is literally the product of like laura and i literally not being able to talk this week it's like we're we're literally just like monopolizing your time as listeners to be like let's catch up bitch how's it going (laughs) i'm sorry we're word vomiting oh and the the other positive and i'll swear to god i'll stop talking about my life right now was i got a wedding invitation in the mail today come on married um, from our friend and graphic designer Steven. That's so exciting. I know. I got mine the other day and I was like, oh, I love it. And it was so pretty. And they used the fancy wax seal. I know. I know. It's so good. It's so I good. I was very impressed. Yeah, they're good. They're they're killing it. I mean, they're and like they, both artists. So like I would expect. That's true. And they gave me a plus one, so. I love that. Because you're part of the wedding. So. I don't know how public that is. I'm going to probably cut that. But yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't say what part you were doing in the wedding. Yeah. But like I feel like some other things are probably already known. <laughs> That's true. 
That's okay. Maybe it is public. I don't know if they like, I don't know, but um, they all leave it and I'm chaotic. But Laura. Yes. We should probably at some point <laughs> pivot to talking about the Columbus Blue Jackets and maybe part of our reason for like being a little bit like not wanting to talk about it is because like the start of the whole thing shit show like shit show the the three of the four games that you mentioned like and not shit show in the sense that it was like they all like shit the same like what the (laughs) fuck even is that saying it was more so that like it just got progressively worse like it wasn't like uh oh like we just suck it was like oh we suck oh man we suck holy shit we suck (laughs) and i'm just realizing now that i think i even forgot to list a team in the list i did i forgot anaheim we don't need to talk about san jose we'd already talked about that um but yeah it went from bad to worse to my god we are terrible now, what I'll say is that I think it kept people from losing, like, we'll talk about people losing their mind on Twitter in a moment, of course. We can't make it through an episode without doing that. But I think at least <laughs> getting our shit kicked. And to be fair, that Anaheim score, maybe we're being, like, a little bit unkind. Like, that was, you know, was it it might, was it even two empty net goals at the end of that game? Yeah, it was two. We actually, Anaheim was kind of the... Yeah. Um, a little bit less of a shit show than the other two. And also my apologies if you hear thunder in the background because my shit's about to be rocked outside. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like... You did lag a little bit. Like, when you looked up, you, like, lagged a little bit. And I was nervous. Um. So, yeah, if you hear thunder or if my power just gets shut off and I disappear... Um, oh, God. Me hosting this show for the remainder <laughs> by myself would be a shit show and a half. Um, but yeah, Anaheim, I mean, that was like, cause I think before they started getting the empty the net goals, we were only down by one. Right. And then, you know, all hell broke loose. So that was kind of the brighter spot, but LA and Vegas were just bad times. Yeah. Like, bad, bad times. Yeah. And I mean, like, I think at least. I mean, the Kings have been really fucking good recently. So, like, that didn't surprise me. And Vegas, I mean, like, Vegas, I, when are they bad, really? I mean, even when they weren't, even when they didn't make the playoffs last year, I mean, they were still good. Like, it was, that was bad. That was not a good time. Uh, good. Liam Foodie is just, like, deciding to score garbage time goals here recently, which is fascinating. I will say, and this will be the only time I talk about it. Um mm-hmm. That this game was really good for my fantasy team when I uh, pulled off the first round win over a uh, friend of the pod, Lil Boomer, because Jack Eichel, who's on my team, got a hat trick in that game. Alex Petrangelo, who's on my team, had four assists in that game. It was just like, holy hell. Uh, I got a lot of help from the Knights in that one. Um I literally had the best fantasy week of my entire existence and still got booted out of the playoffs. You sure, yeah. You sure did. You would have beat, I think, every other team in the playoffs that week. It was just that you had the misfortune of uh, 
It was it was an impenetrable force. I'm currently getting my ass destroyed. Laura talked to me earlier. She was like, "You're only down by four points." Here's an update for you. Um, I'm down by twenty four points now. <laughs> so Laura, and that's Laura, literally like in the span of an hour. Yeah, Laura's first round matchup is my second round matchup. Uh, it is safe to say that. Um, Friend of the pod, David Rasmussen is going to win this league. <laughs> he's yeah. this really good, but but yeah. So those three games, a shit show, and so then we go to Washington. Obviously, this road trip. I mean, wh- quite the trip, right? Like to have to go out to the West Coast, but then also swing it back over to Washington before you can head home. And those trips are good. Like, I think those trips are good for a young team that's trying to, like, still, like, form chemistry and all that kind of stuff. That's just a long trip. And the Jackets, I mean, you could tell at the start of that game that they certainly had no legs, right? Like, they were just getting fucking destroyed. End up down 3 nothing. Of course, of course, <laughs> One of the goals. So Alexander Ovechkin was honored for passing Gordy Howe for second in all-time NHL goal scored. And I thought it was like, I don't know if this was intentional. And they might have even said it was somewhere and I just missed it. But like, I thought it was neat that they like did that when Columbus was in town. Was that intentional? It was intentional okay. because he scored his first goal in Columbus. Right. Right. So and, that's and why they waited. Because he actually surpassed it right. like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So. Yeah, and so, oh God, does that mean if he passes it with Wayne Gretzky, it's gonna be against like it's gonna be the little honor of that against Columbus too, like that. that we had a couple like years more... for that. He's still like eighty something goals away from. That could be yeah, two more years perhaps if he keeps scoring. But, um, but yeah, so then naturally, of course, in that game, he also ended up passing Wayne Gretzky's record for like most forty goal seasons by an NHL player. And so naturally, like the Jackets have the honor of having another Alexander Ovechkin, um, you know, milestone etched into the record book for him. But, but yeah, I think, you know, the Jackets, that's the kind of game, right? Like where you are obviously in the position that you're in in the league and nobody could have blamed you. Like we haven't touched on this yet, but like Brad Larson's not behind the bench. It's Pascal Vincent. You've had this weird shift to, you know, Patrick Klein is centering, right? Like there's a lot of things happening that make it excusable for the Jackets to like not win that game. Uh, going down three, nothing like there's no real reason that you would have ever predicted the Jackets. I want to know like what the odds were for the Jackets to come back and win that game at that point. Couldn't have been good. And Laura, no, the fool that fucking did it. Yeah. The fool that bet on that, like ended up making a shit ton of money because and like we said before the show, like we've been saying all season that the Blue Jackets are not the team that come back from large like gaps in scoring. Like they don't they don't come back from those situations. And yeah, I mean to end like to end the first period three one because Eric Robinson did get a goal um, towards the end of the first period. You know, it kind of felt like it was just going to be like Vegas all over again. Like we're going to get one, maybe two goals and they're going to get another three, you know, whatever. And it's just going to be a terrible like game to watch because we're going to get one garbage goal from some like random guy, you know, Tim Bernie or Erica Branson, like 
that kind of situation, Liam Foody. Um, but then something happened in the second period and it just started to shift and it shifted towards the blue jackets the next two periods like it wasn't like glorious because it was a lot of like we'd tie it then we'd go down one we'd tie it and then we'd go down one well it was actually like even because like I actually like was pretty apprehensive about it. Like I like because it was never a tie it situation. It was always a get it within one. Oh, we're back down by two. Get it within one. Oh, we're back down by two. And the biggest like point of that game where I'm like, oh, this is a this is an L for sure, is the Jackets give up a goal in the last ten seconds of that period, and the Capitals enter the third period with that five three lead. And that was where I was like, oh, like how fucking deflating, right? Like you said, you know, the Jackets have some success on the power play with Jack Roslovic. And then all of a sudden this game is no longer within one. But obviously that didn't matter. That didn't matter. The Jackets came back out in the third and tied it with goals from Adam Boquist, uh, which was his second of the game, fifth of the season. And then another goal uh scored not too long after by Emil Bemstrom who scored his sixth of the season and Patrick Line integral in the middle of the ice with that play specifically like that is like him in the middle like what is happening why is that working I I don't know like it it's I love this scenario and also hate it all at the same time because I love that he went to the coaches after Sean got injured and said, I'm willing to learn the center position. Like, obviously this is like a weak spot that we have, you know, now Sean's out for God knows how long, which wasn't as long as we thought it would be, but that's for later in the show. Um, And like he went and he was like, I, I am, willing to do this if you will let me do this and you know unfortunately Lars had to fly home and wasn't at the Vegas game and all of a sudden we we they put up the like projected lines and everyone was like there is definitely a typo on here because there's no way that Patrick Line is playing center like he is our all-star winger like this is that's Patrick and literally like Aaron Portsline was like apparently this is not a typo and yeah we've decided to I don't know maybe transition or consider transitioning our star winger into a star center because honestly he's not doing that bad i know and and i mean i have never had a conversation with patrick line so i can't say this is like real or not but at least for me i think and this is not necessarily in a bad way i think patrick can get bored like do you know what i mean like i think like not having like a challenge in front of him right like this team isn't playing competitive hockey right like so it'd be easy to understand why somebody like 
other than like the competitive edge of an athlete, it'd be easy to understand why somebody would potentially be losing interest, not in being in Columbus, but like just in the season, right? You and I've had those moments when we're going to go podcast. I mean, Monday was a prime example. Where we're like, dude, fuck, this is not fun. Like what, like what, like why do we want to do this? But like, I wonder if like this has made it fun for him the last few games, right? Like where it's like this has been a challenge, has been something new. Yeah, he has to be engaged and he knows that. He can't get away with some things that he usually does because he's being watched, because he's playing a position that he's not used to playing. Like I think that that has been helpful for him. And I hope that it's an experiment that keeps going. We've got a little bit of a roster moves to talk about here in a little bit and talking about people maybe getting healthy, but. I hope that even with that being true, he stays in the middle, at least for the next few games. I just want to see what happens. It's not to say that he's going to be this team's number one center. I feel like that would be irresponsible to assume at this point. But I think it's cool to just continue to watch this develop and and let Patty just figure this out. See if this is maybe a move. And if so, I think he'd be a great second line winger or center. Jesus, center. And uh, I'd love to see it. Yeah. I mean, I think you're exactly right with like him being – Bored because even like after because he played center on Sunday against Vegas and then was very impactful as center on Tuesday in, during the Washington game. And like even his post game, like presser, like his attitude was so much brighter because he just he had something that was like stimulating to him. And I think he also felt, you know, because I think this season in particular too, he's felt kind of like he hasn't been as beneficial to the team because of, you know, how we've been with scoring and all this sort of stuff and, you know, how wingers are with plays and everything. But now he's playing this center position where he has so much more dominance over where the puck is going, what, you know, direction they're moving when they're going down the ice, like what plays they are going to do like, I think he feels just, like, empowered again because he has, you know, this this new skill and this new way that the team is depending on him. And so, yeah, I think it is kind of like when a kid is bored at school, like, we've bumped him up to, like, the next reading level to, like, give him a little enrichment and see what happens. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I tweeted it the other day, like in a funny way, but we're definitely in our like, fuck it. Let's just try it. Like era. We only have like a handful of games left. I think 12 now, maybe. Um, And why not? It was funny to see people who were like, you know, if Patty's going to play center, let's see if Boone can play goalie. Like, all these sort of, like, funny things. Like, if we're going to shake everything up, let's, you know, do whatever. I don't think we're at that point yet of just, like, you know. I have one. I I don't want it now because of some of the different breakdowns in where I think we need help on this team. But there is one blue jacket that I have always wondered how he would deal with a position change. And it wasn't Patrick Line, of course. Who's that? Take a guess. This is a fun little game. Am I allowed to ask questions? <laughs> yeah, but I'm also allowed to tell you I'm not answering. <laughs> if it's too much of a giveaway. Um, forward or defenseman? It feels like it's too much of a giveaway. <laughs> it's not, though, because there's like... Or goalie, I guess. 
No, I'm not. I, that one I'm not answering. Okay, veteran or newbie? Define veteran. Um, has been on the team for more than two seasons. Oh, veteran. Okay. Um, currently playing or injured? It also feels like a little bit of a giveaway, but injured. Zach Wierenski. Yeah, Zach played forward. I always wondered like what it might look like if the Jackets fucked around and tried it once or twice. Like, who knows? Glad we've never gotten there. And now that the defense is where it is, I, we can't get there. But I always did kind of wonder. I mean, it would be interesting to see. Without I'd also that. think, I mean, he, I don't know how fast he would be, but like, just, I always joke that like Elvis always tries to be a forward. Oh, um, so it would be kind of funny just, just just in a practice, not in like a real game time decision. I don't even think he'd know how to skate with non-goalie pads on. Like, I think he'd feel yeah, weird about it. Oh, it'd be an adjustment for sure. But overall, um, bringing it back, back to that Caps game, like the Jackets end up forcing the issue and they tie it up late. And I had tweeted, um, you know, <laughs> Jackets tied it up with 46.9 seconds left. Uh, everybody's reacting rationally, right? Um, they weren't. But uh, <laughs> then the Jackets, uh, none other than Jack Roslovic actually gets the game-winning goal in overtime, and to which I also tweeted, Jackets come back and win this one. Everybody's reacting irrationally, right? <laughs> they, they were not. I, that's no news, right? Like, no news to I think anybody who's listening to this show. But, yeah, and just a wild comeback for the Jackets. Like, a fun game. Like, I mean, like, those are the kind of things, right, where it's like, even, like, I hear people when they're like, I want the Jackets to lose entertaining games. But, like, also, like, yeah, if the Blue Jackets would have lost this game, sure, like, it would have still felt okay because it was a fun game to watch. But I think winning this game is just, again, like, one of those moments where it's, like, an indicator of what can be done at its best. Our friend Kyle, you know, tweeted something that I think you and I both probably agree with a lot, which is, like, this is like there's there's a team in this like there is like a contending team in in this and these are the moments that it's like evident right and so that's always a good reminder i don't care what time of year it is where we are in the standings having that moment every once in a while after you just dumped three in a row is okay yeah and you know you and i talked about it afterwards but you know, shout out to the last couple, well, obviously the San Jose game, but like this game in particular too, just like Johnny really being hell bent on winning this game or at least like putting up the best effort possible. I mean, he played the entire like almost three full minutes of overtime and honest to God, would have stayed out there till the bitter end just to make sure that, like, we won or we went out swinging. Like, this man, <laughs> which I think speaks to, like, how he feels about the future, where he's just like, I need these sparks and I need to give these sparks so that, you know, we're ready to reset and like remember 
what we love about the game because in the, that's truly what the you know players love most are these competitive games where it is down to the wire it is like up to big saves it is up to big hits it's like all these sorts of things and so kudos to him like i know people have talked about his you know leadership or lack thereof or him not really being in that role but he may not be much of that in the locker room but he's definitely starting to show it on the ice and i think that that is really important um because yeah he would have his legs had to have been jello coming off the ice because he was just refusing to come back in um so yeah so kudos to him for like finding those moments um as we you know wind down the season yeah they they were not losing that game and you could tell based on the fact that johnny Gaudreau refused to come off the ice but we uh we did start recording a little bit later than we had originally planned and part of that laura is because i was watching uh some march madness Mich- i watched michigan state and kansas state had an overtime and it was a really great game uh the game was fun to watch and it was really exciting, but I can think of one way that that game could have been more fun and more exciting for me. And I'm mad at myself for not taking, taking the offer. Yeah. Cause you could have bet some money on DraftKings. Yeah. And I honestly, let me, let me tell the truth. I probably would have lost cause I probably would have gone green. Right. But, but folks, I don't have to remind you the biggest tournament in college basketball is underway and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins, plus combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout because DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boosts all tournament long. So be sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. I don't know about you. My bracket is busted. So for me, I'm full team chaos, Princeton is is looking to to be a 15 seed to make it to the elite eight i mean how incredible would that be you know you've got fau like playing in their first sweet 16 in in school history can they find a way to to get the upset and keep it going and i love a cinderella story we know this because we know our favorite hockey team so we get it we empathize but uh if you if, if that's not enough excitement you want to throw some money down to to feel like you've got some skin into the game Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up using code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I do love Marsh Madness. Yeah, I understood about nothing of what you just explained about Marsh Madness. Sometimes, so. sometimes I do hear myself talk about it, right? Like, because that's not info that, like, that's info that I had in my brain, and I'm like, wow, I am dynamic as a Truly. human person. I'm a one sport girly. Just wait until the day that we can do a RuPaul's Drag Race ad read, and I'm golden. <laughs> I'll show my dynamicism real quick. Just the most glorious of ad reads. For RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, if anybody's listening at the network, please make that happen for me. Uh, They don't really probably need to advertise here, though. Let's be real. Uh, But, yeah. So, Laura, obviously everything that's happening on the ice is, like, cool. And, like, this is not usually the time of year. I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week. When did we talk about it? 
uh, what are we, what are you asking me about? For some reason I had in my head that the jackets, oh my God, did we not sign somebody else a few weeks ago too? Like randomly? No, we did. We talked about the lot. Okay. We, we signed, um, it was course and Coolman's, And then also like there was another, def- like, wasn't there another? Yeah. No. There's another guy. It's not the guy that we're about to talk about. Right. Okay. That's what I wanted to make sure. I was like, because we we just signed him like yeah, after we recorded. You're so right. Okay. So why can't that. I remember that guy's name? Well, that probably says a lot. Um anyway. He's in Cleveland, I think. I think you're right. Um, but anyway, while I'm also like <laughs> trying to to pull this up on the Blue Jackets PR site. Um because why not make some news in late March about a signing? Yeah, the the Jackets ended up signing a guy out of college. His name's Hunter McCown. People seem excited about this. He signed a three-year entry-level contract with the Jackets. And this is important to note that you mentioned earlier, 12 games left in the Blue Jackets season. He reports to Columbus. He's not on a, on a tryout offer uh, in Cleveland, the same way like Corson Coleman's is. But he is in Columbus. And so he will burn the first year of an entry-level contract, which I think is fine. And so it'll be interesting to see what role he plays, especially that we just got done talking about. He's a center. You know, we'll talk about the potential of Sean Crowley coming back. And even with all of that and the the loss of a center on the roster, which we'll also talk about, there's still, like, some additional center situations happening here, which is weird. Uh, that's that's new here. Um, yeah. Granted, it's not top line center material right now but <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how this nonetheless <laughs> yeah it'll be interesting to see how this one turns out i have like pretty much no idea what to expect out of out of the lines but laura what are you what are you looking forward to about the blue jackets adding adding hunter in from the colorado college hockey team led the ncaa in power play goals this year had 14 um 21 goals total this year so worth noting very quick side note, I do know that the other player that we were trying to think of, his name is Cameron. Yeah, it makes sense that you that would make sense that you would recall that information. Um, yeah. I'm sure Cameron's a lovely guy. I'm sure Cameron <laughs> is lo- Butler. Oh my god, because we talked about him having the most like <laughs> Yes, for being Canadian, name. he has the most American white bread name. Yeah. Um but no, I'm excited for Hunter. I watched um he joined the team uh yesterday i think um and was at practice today and he will be making his nhl debut um when you're hearing this on friday um in the game against the new york islanders and he seems like a great guy he is uh very excited to be in columbus um aaron portsline put out uh, a little statement today um you know talking about hunter signing his contract and the headline was kind of like you know, as he was preparing to sign his contract, he like took a pause, but not because he was having second thoughts, but because he wanted to take in the whole like moment and, you know, how much he's worked for this um, throughout his life because he was a college free agent. He could have signed with any team that, you know, approached him and he chose Columbus. So, you know, we always love a story where someone is excited to come here and, you know, can see most likely the potential that is 
that is growing within our organization. But yeah, he's a center. We're going to see, like, it's going to be so weird when they put out the projected lines tomorrow because, or today when you're listening to this, because of just, yeah, this weird center situation because we already created a whole line of quote unquote centers when Patrick moved to the center, because then the second line became, you know, Kent Boone and Jack. And so technically, according to like roster assignments, all three of them are centers. So yeah, it's just going to be, it's just going to be weird. And it's going to get weirder for the fact that we also sent away a center. Yeah. Yeah. None other than number 34 himself, Cole Sillinger, uh, who, you know, actually like, I feel like in the last couple of games, honestly, like, I don't think he's looked lost. Like, I mean, he got a goal in that game against Washington on the power play even, uh, which was good for that second unit. But yeah, I, I, I don't question the timing because it's one of those things where it's like, sure, like now you've got some folks getting healthy again. And if you really want to give him a chance to to go down and try to push for, for a playoff spot in the minors and hopefully like have a chance to like push through that and, you know, experience and playoff success. Like that's a great thing. Part of me wonders if it should have been done sooner almost. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm like, maybe I'm grasping at straws there, but if that was ever a part of the plan, if it was ever more than just, because in my opinion, at least how I read the situation and I could have read it wrong and maybe people don't agree with me when they sent him to Cleveland as a trade deadline, but immediately called him back up. That was one of those things like, and obviously they had to do that for a paper move. So that way he could play for Cleveland in the playoffs if, if they were eligible. Um, I thought that was an indicator that the only time we'd probably see him go down would be, for the playoffs like you could just play in the playoffs in the ahl like you don't have to like play a few games before the playoffs start i don't i'm like 99.9 percent sure of that and so that is interesting that they like this is the point that they chose i think maybe the signing of hunter mccown helps i think maybe the next player we're going to talk about getting healthy helps i think maybe patrick line just saying like hey i'm a center now helps um but but yeah fascinating nonetheless to, to see cole go down i hope he takes it i hope he sees the opportunity for what it is and not for what people might perceive it as yeah me too i think i well i hope that he sees it as an opportunity to free himself up a bit and to I mean yes it's going to be a high a high stress situation cuz they Cleveland currently sits two points out of a playoff spot so they are really pushing uh for that over the next couple of games but I I think that sending him down is going to hopefully allow him to wrap up this season with a little bit with some more confidence. Like and I think feeling like a freer player, like not having this stress of this like sophomore slump that he's quote unquote going through or you know all the different 
situations that the Blue Jackets have been through, like coming to a team that, while it's still been a roller coaster because they've had to accommodate all of our injuries, like is having a successful season, like is really moving towards something very positive that's more tangible, like it's going to happen in a few weeks. Like if it's going to happen, like it's, you know, he's not waiting for next season, all this sort of stuff, you know, and as sappy as it sounds, the opportunity to play with his brother, like his brother Owen is playing um, in Cleveland and has had relative success. And this will be one of the few times probably that um, they will get the opportunity to play professionally together So, and that could be a real confidence boost for him too. So, you know, regardless, I think it's a good idea for him to have this experience and, you know, hopefully he can be a big part of whatever comes down the pipe for them. So. Me too. Me too. And it, it, maybe it is sappy, but I, it is cool. Like that is something that I'm sure I, I'm sure that they wish it was at the NHL level, and, and, I, and that's not 100% outside of their own possibility. But um, it is cool to see. I wonder. I wonder if the cylinders, like the you know, their folks might find their way to that game in Cleveland, to, or one or two to to check that out. That'd be cool. But we've been alluding to it for for a while, and I will say, like in any episode where we've mentioned this player, I can guarantee you that the 53 minute mark is by far the latest because I feel like he's usually a hot topic on this, on this podcast. And that is uh, Sean Corrali is back, baby. Uh, A speedy recovery for, for the blue jacket center hometown kid himself. And that's going to be exciting to have him back in the lineup to maybe restore some of that lineup that we have seen most of the season, or maybe not. That's okay. If not, but I'm excited to welcome Carl's back to the ice. And I know, I know if I'm excited, you are 10 times as much. I'm so excited because we thought, I mean, projecting what projection wise, he wasn't supposed to play again this season. Like his injury was set to like, I think four weeks or something like that. And definitely projected him out of the rest of the season. And yeah, he just, he started skating. I think, he went on the road trip with the guys and we were skating and stuff and practicing. Um, and then, yeah, yesterday they cleared him to take yesterday or today. Um, so Thursday, when you're listening to this, cleared him to take contact and immediately said, yeah, he's ready to go. And so he'll be in the lineup, uh, you know, with, uh, against the Islanders and, I'm excited. I mean, it would be great if they do recreate that line of him, of him, Olivier and Robinson. We had so much success when they were together and, you know, they've made it work in his absence, but it would be nice now that he's back in to, to see what that could bring. But I'm just happy for him. Like, you know, they all love playing, but like, he's one of those guys where you're like, I know when he got injured, he was like, God, I just, I want to keep playing. Right. And so even if it's just, you know, a handful of games at the end of a dumpster fire of a season, like he still wants to be out on the ice with his team. And like, and especially in front of the home fans where we only have such a small handful of home games left, you know, no one loves playing at home. Well, 
Johnny Gaudreau does love scoring in Nationwide sure Arena, does. but nobody loves playing at home more than Sean Corrales. So I know we're going to get some like big smiles out of him tomorrow. And maybe yeah. he'll like really fuck someone up with like a big hit or something. Which would be nice. I will say that if Sean Crowley comes out against the Islanders and like has a hat trick and a, and a sister too. It, and just tosses Anders Lee into like their bench. I mean, listen, um, he might accidentally end up tweaking a muscle again and he might uh, be scratched <laughs> if he just decides to be Superman. But I kid, I kid, I kid. But Laura, I mean, like the jackets, it's exciting to have some more normalcy with all this change like i don't know like they've just been such a fucking story like a non-story storyline all year and i'm excited to see this one not cannot come to an end but i'm excited now that we're at these last 12 games to see how the team is going to like respond to to this last stretch where the games get even more meaningless and the the anticipation it's like the last like half hour of a of a road trip right it's like that's always the worst because you know how close you are to home but like you're not there yet so how do you think how are you excited for these last 12 what's the let's like feeling going into it for you yeah i think and we've seen this in a couple of seasons past like obviously no one wants them to go on like a win streak for these last 12 games or whatever however we can win a couple here and there and honestly we're not gonna fall that like I think San Jose won tonight. So I think there's an even bigger gap now between us and them. So hold on to your panties, everyone. Like it's okay if they wear or not, if they wear, if they win a game here or there. But what I like in this circumstance is because we only have a handful of games left because we're starting to try just some, you know, things out that they can play freer like, there's absolutely no pressure on them. Like, yes, there's, you know, obviously the, the normal pressure of any job, like, to, to do well. But there's no pressure on them. They're not fighting for a playoff spot. They're not, you know, doing this, that, or the other. Like, they can just play and have fun. And, you know, this next game, we're also getting the return of Elvis. Like, Elvis is back from um, being with his family in Latvia for um, his grandmother's funeral. So I'm, you know, at practice today, everyone really was welcoming and so happy to see him come back. I know Daniil Tarasov was happy as all get out to see Elvis come back um, because he's, you know, tired of dealing with things and just getting railed on. Uh, at the NHL level the last few games but so yeah like people are coming back being healthy Elvis is back like Sean's gonna get back we got a new guy starting you know we're we're trying some new things like just have fun with it like just be loose and you know, yeah, just as simple as that, like have fun. So that's the part I'm excited to see. It's always interesting when we play the Islanders, like they really love kicking the shit out of us. So we'll see, but at least just have fun in front of the home crowd, like make it competitive. You know, that's all I'm asking for really. 
Me too. Me too. I think with the last 12, like, I just want to see, like, I, emphasis on the playing freer. Like, emphasis on that. Like, just have fun. Like, it's the last time you're going to be with these guys for the next, you know, couple of months. And, and that this so. same com- this same combination of guys, because we're not going to have the same. It's inevitable. We're not going to have the same team right. again when they come back from camp. Like there's or they, when they come back for camp, like there's going to be not a whole new set, but there's going to be some people that we have to say goodbye to. And there's going to be some new faces. And so, yeah, this is the last version is the last combination of these guys so make the most of it sorry i totally cut you off no no no, you're all good you're not saying anything that i wasn't wasn't thinking as well and you know it's just gonna be buckle up i mean like the jackets it's like a it's interesting right like we've been talking about like the the race to the bottom essentially but uh, it feels like no matter what like the jackets like can't catch up with the sharks in terms of like games played so like even right now they're only one game back of the sharks like in terms of games played but the sharks are actually playing right now so by the end of this episode uh the jackets will be uh have two games in hand on the sharks and at the very least will be two points behind the sharks but we'll be um four points behind if the sharks can find a way to come back against the canucks as we're recording right now it's it's two one but um but I mean, the Jackets will will start picking up some games here soon. I mean, looking at the schedule, so we've got you know New York, the Islanders in in Columbus today on Friday, but then tomorrow on Saturday the Jackets head up to Montreal. That game, like that travel, has to suck. Like, that has to be a not fun thing to go through international travel, like on a back. Yeah, because they won't get into the hotels until like two or three in the morning. So, um, but. Of course, uh, then Calgary or uh, San Jose plays Calgary on Saturday as well. So it's not actually really all that much of a, <laughs> of a, you know, swing there. They end up still um, one game back then at that point. But it's going to be the Jackets have a lot of ha- – will have more games to play in the shorter period of time than the Sharks will is basically the moral of the story. So you know where you'll – I mean, like, you'll be able to keep coming back here as long as the two of us are uh, not – institutionalized and that feels good that'll be a regular occurrence for y'all as you're listening uh for the rest of the season these next 12 games but laura is there anything else on your blue jackets radar that we didn't didn't touch on in this one um it's not necessarily on blue jackets radar even though oh i think i know where you're going and i'm yes yeah i guess i can be proud of the fact that we had a whole team where pride jerseys and didn't have you know i know we've Pride. we've had the conversation about the and a whole <laughs> team support the yes. you know hockey is for everyone night and i could i just could not be more furious with the nhl and how they've handled this situation and so many people have said today like why are you letting just a few players make the make the decision for an entire team? Because, you know, we've had Chicago now is not wearing their pride jerseys um, for some bullshit reasons, quote unquote, for their Russian players or whatever. Well, if that's the case, then why can't the other people who want to wear the jerseys wear the jerseys? 
Like, I mean, if you're so concerned about this, and then today with the Stahl brothers and their situation, and look, I I respect like. The only thing I don't respect about people having religious point of view is when their religious point of view is hateful. Mm -hmm. And that's all I'm getting from these people who are throwing their quote unquote religious values now suddenly um, so that they don't have to wear a pride jersey. Because I can guarantee you that every one of these people who has come out with a statement is not the most Christian person that you would find. I just, it almost like when this whole thing first started, right? Like when we go back, I mean, it was Ivan Provorov. And yeah, fuck like that of, guy. Fuck that guy, <laughs> sure. But I think like at that point we were like, holy shit, like what a cluster. That might be the best handled incident by a team, right? Because they still like as a team wore the pride jerseys. They still like use that space to have that representation and, and so that's what like Florida weird... did tonight, too. Florida right. just had the Saul brothers sit out of right. warm-ups. And so it's, like, kudos to those groups. But, like, it is, like you said, right? Like, it is a challenge in that case. And the hypocrisy, like, I don't want to minimize the fact that, like, Russian politics are fucked. And, like, I know what they believe about folks in the LGBTQIA plus community. Like, that's not news to me. But what I'll say too, right, is like, I don't think Russia's like pro US military, but like these guys are out here like wearing warm, like, you know what I mean? So, I, like, when we talk about security, like, let's like, I don't know, like, let's think about that a little bit. But funny enough, because the internet exists and photos exist, um, actually, tonight, Eric Stahl was asked post game, um, or it was mentioned to Eric Stahl post game that there's photographic photographic evidence of him wearing a pride Jersey in Montreal. Like when he played in Montreal mm -hmm. and he said, quote, I haven't before. I never have. I haven't worn a pride Jersey before and uh, very much uh, has worn a pride Jersey before. So all I'm saying, right. Is when we're talking about things that are a sin, I think lying maybe was one of those. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not baptized. I don't know, but well, and I quote tweeted or not quote, I retweeted something on our profile today that I think um, is kind of really wraps it up for me. And it was um, the concept of pride is as simple as being true to who you are without shame. It's something that should be able to be celebrated by all. And I don't know why that's so difficult. And because that's what it is. It's not necessarily like. It's just being supportive of who like you being yourself. Regardless, like, yes, it has direct connotations to the LGBTQIA community, but pride isn't in and of itself is just being able to live your life authentically and be proud of who you are and feel welcome in a space because all of these statements that have been coming out as well are these bullshit things where they're like, we, you know, no judgment to the people who choose to live their lives these way, this way. And we want them to feel comfortable, you know, in the hockey community, but also fuck them. And we think they're all going to hell. Right. Like, 
that's such hypocrite. Like they're such hypocrites because again, if you're going to throw your Christian values in here, are you living with your significant other before you're married? Are you wearing mixed fabrics? Cause I don't know if you've like it, according to the Bible, you're not allowed to wear mixed fabrics. Like, do you eat shellfish? Like, have you ever gambled? You know, have you ever been greedy? Like, some would say professional athletes are kind of some of the more greedy people out there. Some can be. You're making a shit ton of money while other, you know, like, not that you're not talented, not that you're not skilled, but like you're making all this money when other people are working their asses off in, you know, regular standard jobs and won't ever make that kind of money. So have you been hateful and cruel in other ways? Oh, I'm sure. And premarital sex is also against the Bible. Hold on, 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 hold on. Um, <laughs> but yes, all of that, yes. Um, and it just like, yeah, it, it is just like wild to think about like how it fe- like, I know that there's progress happening, but it is like visible regression. And like, that is like the wild thing to see in 2023. So nevertheless, we will persist as we always do. And even though I feel like we sometimes have to say this more often than we should on this show. Again, if you are somebody who is feeling adversely affected by like the NHL, not being more firm in this or the teams or whoever else have you not being more firm in this or more accepting in this, know that this is a place for you. And that um, if everything that Laura just said, everything that I just said, if you're listening and you have been a listener, like if that makes you uncomfortable, like take a second and like hold on to like that discomfort and ask yourself like, why? Like, I'm not going to tell you, like, not to listen anymore. Um, We sometimes do say that kind of stuff. But I'm in my, like, changing mindsets era. Don't really know if it's going to work for me and how long it's going to work for me. But just take a second, like, process why. Like, before you, like, tweeted us, before you, like, go to, like, shit talk us or say that we're X, Y, or Z, bad thing. Just think about why it made you uncomfortable and reflect. But if you're not willing to reflect, um, then... You can come and shit talk us, and you can do that <laughs> on our social media. <laughs> yes, what what a great way to lead into my so. wrapping the show up. I thought maybe is to like here's where you can throw hate towards us. Um, yeah, our Twitter is at NJ Devils. Um, our I don't even know if that's their Twitter. I just fucking hate those guys. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> But yeah, and if you want to like speak your, you know, your support of how we feel on this too, you can also do that um, by following us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at SubjectivelyPod. You can follow us on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at Subjectively Speaking. Um, I think I think this summer should really be when we like start up in our TikTok game. I've got I've got something on the way that Laura, it is actually finally on the way that I feel like I'm gonna like try to make a cute TikTok of. So Oh yay. It is yeah, that would be cute. That's the hope. We're gonna see how it goes. Um we have a you know fantastic website that has all the links to all the things that I always tell you about. 
Um, and that is subjectivelyspeaking.com. And if you hadn't heard a million times now, we do have a merch store, which has some really great merch in it, uh, some really cool designs. Eventually, we're going to get some new designs. But until then, you can check out all the ones we do have at subjectivelymerch.com and support your two favorite hockey podcasters and get some sweet merch in exchange. And then lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, uh, particularly Apple Podcasts. Like, scroll on down, hit five stars. It is our favorite number. And we don't know how algorithms work. <laughs> we just know, like, whatever interaction you can have with our show on the social media platform is really helps us get noticed in the podcast charts and helps to bring more people into this seriously cool very open, loving, creative, wonderful community that we have built. And, you know, we just, yeah, we love and appreciate you all so much. And to all the asshats out there, go kick rocks. Go kick rocks. Well, <laughs> that's like, that's such a, like a, I love that. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> Um, it's not like I not like you just came up with that, but I don't know. I enjoyed that. Um, but folks, until we get the chance to talk to you all next time, please make sure you're taking care of yourselves, take care of one another, and we will talk to you all here. Very soon.